Hey everybody, BK here with another Silver Savage podcast and wonderful Sunday morning. Just spent yesterday, all day Saturday in Northern PA teaching for the International Craft Camp. If you guys have not checked that out, uh, go and check it out. Obviously too late for this weekend, but they run it every year. Uh, where instructors from all over the world really come in and teach uh, their skill sets. doesn't have to be Krav Maga necessarily. There's a lot of jiu-jitsu. This year there are a lot of knife fighting instructors, firearms, and of course there's Masada Tactical teaching what we do best. And this year uh, specifically we taught three classes, uh, concentrating on again our kind of wheelhouses. One of them was our habit class, so we gave an hour and a half uh, fitness, tactical fitness and conditioning class. And that was uh, a rude awakening to some people that didn't know what to expect, so that was pretty cool. Uh, that was followed immediately by a weapon retention class, so uh, pistol retention in the holster, out of the holster, standing on the ground. Uh, that was a lot of time, a lot of fun, and we finished with a three hours uh, TECC or tactical emergency casualty care class, where we talk about trauma care. Uh, so pretty diverse, covering a lot of various elements that we are known for, and uh, was a lot of good time. But one of the things that happened was we end up having discussions as we typically do and being that these were all warriors most of the men but I'll be honest good amount of females in the classes and participating in the camp so that was pretty cool but mostly with men about what are some of the skills or the lessons um, that I'm, I'm double thinking because I don't think lessons is the right word or strong enough word I think skills is better uh, but it has to be deeper now what are some of the things that a man a father specifically, a warrior in particular, should have uh, a not this day and age. Like if we want to protect our families, uh, protect ourselves, protect our communities, right? What are some of the skills we need? Uh, so the discussions went on, a bunch of people joined in and, and kind of gave their two cents and really it came, was narrowed down to uh, a list of about five or six, which I'm going to cover with you today. We'd love to hear your thoughts though, after the podcast, so by all means, Shoot me a line, let me know what you think, if there's anything we missed, there's anything you uh, you think we put on the list that's not as important, I uh, would love to get your comments as well. So, the first one, which is pretty obvious, and I'm not going to spend any more time on because we spent probably the better part of the last few months uh, podcast discussing, is our physical fitness and health, right? So I did a whole podcast about that recently, so I'm going to link it in, but the reality is we don't have to discuss it anymore. Needless to say, if you're out of shape, you cannot take care of yourself, your family, your community. Uh, and forget about being a warrior or a stud, like I mentioned in the past. It's more about you being able to, A, not die of a heart attack when you're trying to do something just because you're out of shape, and B, just enjoying a good quality of life with your family, right? So if we talk about being protectors of our family, and I'm talking about my kids, part of it for me of being a good dad and a good protector is being able to get on the ground with them and play with them and not be on my computer inside the house while they're outside playing and I cannot watch them or participate because I am fat and lazy. So uh, certainly physical fitness is a big one that you guys, if you haven't yet, should invest in. So go to a gym, get with a trainer, uh, message us. Uh, I'll be more than happy. I keep putting it out there. Shoot me a message if you need somewhere to start. I'll be more than happy to write your routine um, and get you started on your fitness journey. The second one, again, not surprising considering the population that was involved in the uh, discussion is self-defense, right? Uh, listen, we live in a crazy world and we talk about uh, anything from active shooters to 
child abductions to uh, just robberies, you know, crimes of opportunity. And although I'll be the first one to say, given the opportunity, disengage, walk away, keep your kids safety. I am the first one to also say there's just sometimes you can't. And if somebody has a gun to your face, somebody's trying to take your child away from you, somebody is actively harming kids at your child's school and you are there and you have the opportunity to do something, what kind of a father or a protector would you be if you chose to stand by the sideline and do nothing because you don't have the skill set to do anything, right? So go and learn self-defense, right? Um, aside from the skills that it would give you, right, which are obviously super important, right? Learning how to strike, how to defend against different attacks, against grabs, and obviously weapon defenses and disarms, Aside from the skill set, what really is the magic behind learning self-defense is getting the mindset, right? Is learning how to become the aggressor, learning how not to be a victim, learning how to differentiate between the two and when one is applicable and one one's, um, and when one isn't, right? Because the, the reality is, and as I mentioned a second ago, I'd rather walk away whenever I can. What I learned over the years is to check my ego. I don't need to get in a fight if I don't have to. Um, but being a man alpha type personality, it's hard to switch it off, right? And the only way we can make a decision, a determination in the heat of the moment, does this require me to intervene and go hands on? Or is it safer for me, for my family, you know, to just pick up my kids and walk away, right? Um, and that's something that we come with training, uh, with learning self-defense, and especially if you look for a progressive, well-rounded self-defense. So no offense to martial arts or sports fighting, putting those aside for a minute, right? Any kind of system that we give you scenario play, that we give you decision-making processes, that would stress also the legal application uh, of use of force, right? that covers all of those, the pre-engagement, during engagement, and post-engagement elements, right? Uh, that's something that you should really spend your time doing and developing as a protective father, right? Um, again, I'm stressing avoidance whenever possible, but understanding that sometimes I'm gonna to have to, and at that point, this is where the skills come in. I need to have something that I can fall back on. Um, I will tell you this, I was, I just moved to America, so this is talking 99, I moved in June, July 4th, I went with my then wife uh, to the mall in D.C. to see fireworks, right? it was my first time in America during the 4th of July, thought it would be cool to see it in Washington, D.C., so we went down there, we took the metro, we are living in uh, Silver Spring at the time in Maryland, we took the metro into D.C., fireworks was amazing, the whole experience was pretty cool, especially as an outsider, now now as a mature, grown-up, more savvy individual, those kind of crowds, especially as a father, kind of scare me. But at the time, no wars in the world, early 20s, field of peace and vinegar, just finished my military service, invisible, uh, not invisible. That would be the wrong term right there, right? Uh, is it? Help me here, people. Help me. Anyways. Feeling like nothing can beat me, right? That's the word I'm looking for. So if you pick up that word, just shoot me over a text or a message and let me know. But anyways, right, so I'm there and I'm having a great time. We're coming back, we're in the metro station and these two hoodlums attack a parent, right? Um, they start by confronting him verbally. The guy could have walked away with his kids, checked his ego and just decided, I, you know, there's nothing here worth 
uh, worth me fighting for. Uh, but the reality is that I think he wanted to save face in front of his kids. That would be the only assumption I can have. He decided to engage them physically. Uh, he was by himself fighting two individuals who are obviously of the criminal element. And that should cue you to the fact that they've probably been in fights before, uh, probably not afraid of authority as much, right? Um, and they beat him up. Um, I, I had a choice to make myself, to be honest. Uh, being a protector, I don't like just staying on the side. Uh, but I also didn't want to drag my wife into it. And I'm new to this country. I know nothing about culturally what's acceptable, what's not. I don't know if these guys are armed or unarmed. So all I did was at the time is just stick around for a couple seconds, make sure that they leave this guy alone and walk away, make sure that there's no issues that I need to solve on the medical side, right? But I chose not to intervene myself. So I don't become a victim myself. I am unarmed, just moved to America uh, by myself, right? So my wife, obviously, not being a fighter. Uh, so that was the choice I made. Luckily for the guy, the altercation lasted for about five seconds while they pummeled him to the ground and walked away. And he collected his thoughts, collected his bruised ego. And honestly, I don't know why you tell your kids at that point because you could have walked away and you chose not to. So long story, but the idea again, learn self-defense, understand when to use it and when to not, and that just comes with training. Uh, with self-defense, I'm also going to add firearms, right? So we live in a society that does not respect law, does not respect authority, uh, but somehow still respects a gun, right? So I believe it was uh, Colt, uh, Samuel Colt, who said, God made people, Colt made them equal, right? Um, so if you are confronted in a situation where lethal force is required or lethal force is exhibited by the aggressors, right, and specifically if you're at risk or your family, loved one is at risk, um, you need to have the tools to meet it at the same level of force, right? So if somebody's shooting me, honestly, without my own gun, there's not much I can do, right? So I need to have my own tools to match that level of force to make that fight fair, to make it equal. Uh, but the tool without a proper training, again, is worthless. So if you buy a firearm, you choose to pursue that route, make sure that you get the training in it, not just going to a square range, but actual tactical training, learn how to use it under stress, learn how to shoot one-handed, weak-handed, how to manipulate the gun when needed, understand the tactical environments, point of cover and concealment. If you are engaging because you're protecting others, then what do you do with them? How do you control? Uh, your kids or family or loved ones uh, while you are engaging, uh, what kind of commands you're doing, and are you actually rehearsing it with their, uh, with their, with your family and your kids so they know what to do if the event ever happens. So again, kind of recapping until now, physical fitness, self-defense, and firearms are three of the uh, elements that we think every warrior father should have. We're going to keep going down the list. Trauma care. Again, <laughs> Kind of, fortunately enough, when I was uh, teaching at the craft camp, we taught fitness, havoc, we taught a tactical class, self-defense, weapon retention, and we taught a medical class, right? Um, I think everybody should know basic first aid, CPR, and if you have the opportunity, learn some basic trauma care. There is a difference. We're going past the point of putting a band-aid on a little boo-boo. We are talking about something that potentially could kill somebody else, right? A severe hemorrhage, a penetrating chest trauma, airway obstruction. Would you know what to do in those cases, right? Do you not put a tourniquet on, a chest seal, how to pack a wound, right? 
or would you just be standing there next to your son that just got shot and say, sorry, buddy, I wish I knew how to help you, right? Again, as a warrior father, okay, and I'd like to change the terminology a little bit. Instead of saying warrior, I would say a protector father, right? If I truly want to protect my kids, I need to not just be an offensive individual. I also need to know to be defensive and what to do to save their life, right? So knowing uh, trauma care and how to um, aid them if that happens is paramount, right? The next thing I'm gonna say, and that came up in conversation, is outdoor proficiency. Now, the, the conversation naturally goes to the zombies are coming, the world is collapsing, and we're all gonna be in a post-apocalyptic uh, society where we need to know how to build shelter, start a fire, fend for ourselves. I'm not saying that that may not happen, <laughs> Uh, but what I'm saying is the skill set actually goes past that, right? Uh, and what I mean by that, you being able to do those skills and more importantly to share those skills with your kids not only empowers them because it gives them a skill set that is A, very cool, B, very unique, C, potentially life-saving. It also gives you an opportunity to bond with your kids on a level that is unmatched by any other activity. No other activity you can do with your kids would match you going camping with them, starting a fire, teaching them how to do, use a compass and a map, right? Teaching them how to build a snare, how to skin a squirrel or whatever it is that you catch, go fishing, right? Okay. All of those skill sets, again, super important on their own accord if the time ever comes when they need to use it, but so much value in just you being able to bond with your kids uh, on a level that is unparalleled. Um, I cannot stress that enough. Um, my kids, for the longest time, we, we go camping every year, and every year we cover one skill set. So my kids would know how to use a compass and a map, right? They know how to apply a tourniquet, right? We cover that in the camping, so kind of ties with the first aid, but doesn't have to be, right? They know how to fish, they know how to uh, build a snare. We covered that years ago. I don't know that I still remember. should probably refresh that. But again, the looks on their faces when they are successful in doing it is priceless. You can spend all the money you want on freaking Nintendos and Playstations and I don't know what else the kids play these days. And you can take them to sporting events and spend quality time with them watching a movie or reading a book. But nothing will bond you as much as just going outdoors with them and solving problems, right? First of all, you look like a super dad, right? Because you can do all these things that most other dads out there cannot, right? So that's one. The second thing is your kids feel like superheroes because they can do all these things that other kids cannot. And again, they do it with you and that bonded experience is so unique. So I highly encourage you, any kind of outdoor activity and proficiency that you can share with your kids uh, would make you that much better of a protector and uh, defender, warrior, father. Uh, next one is setting an example in terms of competition. And what I mean by that is we live in a competitive society. Whether we want to admit it or not, whether we want to say everybody gets a trophy, um, that competition is there and it's fierce. Kids compete for social status. They compete for academic excellence. They compete for spots in a sporting uh, team, they are continuously competing for, for things. 
and how they handle the competition, or more importantly, do they choose to participate or not in the competition, is, in my mind, a direct result of the example that you set. So if you, as a father, um, and again, I know I mentioned this in the past, I keep mentioning uh, masculine and fathers and so forth. This applies to mothers as well, and daughters, nonetheless. Um, so certainly, um, I apologize for being unisex in this uh, podcast, but you guys know what I mean. Anyways, you as a father need to set an example of how to be a competitor, right? So are you as a father competing in the league? Anything. It can be a bowling league. It can be you part of a soccer team, recreational, right? I compete in tactical games. I enter races, right? Uh, just so my kids can watch me, A, that I don't shy away from competition. B, they see how much I work hard to do really well at those competitions. They see the goal setting, the work ethics that goes into uh, training, and they see the preparation that goes into it. But they also see how I manage failure. So I don't win these competitions necessarily, right? I do well, but I don't win them, okay? So am I blaming others or am I taking responsibility? Am I going back to the drawing board and figure out how can I become better or am I shifting blames to other, the weather, I don't know, God, whatever it is that we want to blame so we don't take responsibility ourselves. So I think sports and athletic endeavors are a great way to teach that to kids. Um, so first of all, you need to put your kids in sports. Um, anything from individual sports, they should learn martial arts and self-defense, start them young. Why wait for them to be fathers to learn self-defense when they can do it at the age of five, six, seven, or eight, right? Um, but also team sports, right? So put them in uh, a football league, put them in a soccer league. I'm a big fan of putting them with something with a little bit of contact. Not a lot of parents are worried about it, but for them to get hit and learn how to manage that insult to injury type thing, it hurts, and I'm on the ground, and the other team is winning, right? Uh, how do I manage that? Do I get up and dust myself off, or do I start crying, bowling, and going to mommy and daddy, right? So, you know, I think putting your kids in sports and teaching them about the value of competition um, is, uh, is super important. Uh, for me as a warrior dad to do. And again, I like leading by example, which means I'm not just going to ask them to do it, I'm going to do it myself. So my kids see me sign up for races, they see me competing, um, they see the results, they see the aftermath. And again, as I said, it shows them the, uh, the work that goes into preparing for any such event. And last but not least, it's more of a, a, a spirit thing than a physical skill, but you as a warrior that you have an adventurous spirit and uh, it's something that's contagious. What I mean by that is not be afraid of taking chances. If you're listening to this podcast, you are probably a savage yourself, which means you're either a first responder, military, or an entrepreneur, right? Which is a completely different battleground, but a battleground nonetheless, right? All of those require a sense of adventure, taking risks, um, and, and putting the effort to, to make it, right? And again, your kids see it. Your kids see it. So you living on a whim every so often and trying different things, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, right, encourages your kids to do the same. And a kid that sees a parent um, put himself in uncomfortable positions on purpose so they can become better from it 
your kids are likely going to mimic that in the future. And again, if you want your kid to succeed in life, which I assume you would, again, our role as a warrior parent is to prepare them for that, is also instilling in them that adventurous spirit. It's teaching them that trying things that are hard, that are not comfortable, is not just uh, not a bad thing, it's actually a positive thing. And we shouldn't shy away from it, we shouldn't fear it, we should embrace it, and we should seek it out. It's amazing to me, as I'm going through this list, I'm thinking of the, uh, the leadership values that I teach in my coaching, right? And one of them is um, the continuous seek for discomfort, right? Uh, I'm not going to go into that right now, but the parallels between a leadership skill that I teach an adult, right? An entrepreneur, a person that is running a company that's already established individual, right? Um, it's the same principle I want a child uh, to mimic, the same example I want to set. So as a warrior dad, if I am one that's willing to take those chances, and God knows I have, uh, between my first responding uh, various roles from EMS to policing to being a military, just starting businesses, failing in businesses, starting again, uh, doing things I don't like, right? Uh, I don't like heights, I'll be honest, not a big fan. And every so often, I'll put myself in that height, right? Just so I can be uncomfortable and so my kids can see dad hates heights, he still put himself there, and that's pretty awesome, right? So it's, all, it's our role, it's my role as a parent to instill that... Uh, that mindset and, and spirit within my children. So, just a few of the physical skills that I believe are important for a warrior dad to exhibit on his own, to know and to share with his uh, kids. Um, in future episodes, we may discuss some of the softer skills, right? The, the, the roles of proper communication, exhibiting uh, emotional resilience and all those sort of things. Those are all important, right? All things that I should also have as a father and a warrior dad, not only so I can be a better dad for them, but also so they can mimic and do it themselves, right? Those are all important, but today I wanted to concentrate on the physical skills. So get with your friends, get with other savages around you, and ask them the question. If you, if there are three things that you could, uh, that you think you should know to be a better warrior dad, a better protector to your family, what are those? See what they say, share with us, let us know so we can all grow and learn with you. Um, again, the ones that I share with you today are physical fitness, uh, self-defense, firearms, uh, firearm knowledge, right? Trauma care, outdoors proficiency, sportsmanship and competition, and then the adventurous spirit. Those are the ones that I think are important. I hope uh, this was beneficial for you, and I can't wait to see you again next week. Until then, stay savage.